Welcome to Success Hackers, cracking the entrepreneurial code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Success Hackers. This is Scott Hansen, high-performance business strategist, best-selling author, speaker, and of course, podcast host right here on Success Hackers. It's on Success Hackers that we're all about empowering you, our entrepreneurial audience, to help you take your business to entirely new heights. We do that by interviewing some of the most talented and successful entrepreneurs on the planet and then having them share their success strategies and hacks with us. Oh, if you haven't yet listened to the last episode, make sure to go back and listen because we had the mommy millionaire on the show talking about how she went from zero dollars to literally over $1 million in revenue within three years doing it all online. So make sure to check out my interview with Jen Scalia. Before we start today's show, I want to let you all know that I will be introducing something brand new to the Hacker Nation community at the very close of the show. So make sure to listen all the way to the end. Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We're about to chat with someone who is super, super successful in both the sales and speaking arena. This gentleman is going to be talking about getting over fear when selling and how to close more sales by using a specific sales strategy in business. Today our featured guest is Mr. Martin Limbeck. Martin, are you ready to rock? Of course I'm ready. Thank you very much for having me in the show, Scott. Absolutely, absolutely. Martin Limbeck helps sales professionals develop pride, passion, and perseverance so they will love their jobs and seal more deals. He speaks on topics such as sales, motivation, inspiration, leadership, and so much more. Martin Limbeck is the CEO of the Martin Limbeck Trading Group, and some of his clients include Porsche, eBay, Ricoh, Siemens, Toshiba, just to name a few. In addition to all that, he is also a published and best-selling author. Martin Limbeck, welcome to Success Hackers. It is great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm very, very honored. Absolutely. And uh, and Martin actually is all the way in Italy right now at a conference. So we're able to uh, we're able to pull him aside for this interview. So hopefully the sound comes out well and uh, and we get a ton of great information from Martin. So. Martin, I gave our Hacker Nation listeners yeah. a little information, but would love for you to share a little bit more about you and your business. Yeah, I'm I'm now independent, working now for over 25 years. Oh my God, I'm getting old. <laughs> so I, I started already when I was 27, and everybody said, "Oh, you're much too young for a sales trainer. You have to be 40, 50." And if somebody says to you, "You cannot make make it," I tell them, "I will do it." <laughs> so. That was pretty cool, and 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 I started right away with my first trainings in that time at the telecommunication company. Today it's Vodafone in Germany. It was already D2 private, it called. So because they hired me, because they said, "All right, this guy is still young enough that he is not away from the business. He still can do to do our business, and he's not telling us any theoretical stuff." 
And so that's how I started. Hmm. You know, I'm a big believer, Martin, that sales and marketing are some of the most important skills that you can really master in business. And I, but I, at the same time, I know that a lot of business owners, they really shy away from sales. When you look at companies that you train and work with who are maybe doing very well in driving revenue, sales is a big part of that, like we talked about. Why are there a lot of people who might be afraid of selling and how does someone get past the fear of selling? People have fear because for a lot of people in their minds, and it depends on the culture. I mean, that's what I love about you guys in America, and that's why I'm so often in America, because you have a different attitude to selling. But especially here in Europe and in Germany, for a lot of people to say, I'm a salesperson, is still a shady business. Mm. Mm. Oh, you're in sales? Oh, interesting. What are you selling? Oh, no, I don't want to sell anything. I'm a consultant. See, and, and I was thinking, now you're sitting to a customer, you ask good questions, Scott, you get his benefits out, and you know you got a great product or great service. And then you say to him, Scott, please stay here, drink a coffee, I'll call my company, I'm the consultant, I sent you now the selling guy. A good salesperson knows that he has to first ask for the benefits. He knows that he has to be a good consultant, but at the end, it counts always the deal. So what I'm hearing you say, Martin, is that a good salesperson really is a good listener and a good question asker. Yes, of course. I mean, that's so old, like we are doing selling, but still they don't live it. See, in our trainings, when we asked our clients and we asked their clients, they always say, 68% say, I think when I talk to a salesperson, they are not really listening to that, what I really want. And that's the whole secret. It's like home. If you want to have a great night at home, you got to ask good questions and you have to bring the whole attention to your wife or to your husband. Otherwise, you won't see the deal tonight. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Are great salespeople born or are they created? They're created. Nobody is born as anything. Scott, you are not born as a CEO. You are not born, right? Uh, 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 for for this uh, uh, session here, and I'm not born as a sales trainer. Uh, I think our talent comes over the 10,000-hour 10, rule. I believe very much in that. And uh, so that will be your talent. But mm. diligence always pass talent in the long run, especially in sales. Yeah, and Hacker Nation, what Martin is referring to, if uh, I'm sure a lot of you know what the 10,000-hour rule, which is simply if you want to master anything, the old yeah. cliche is you have to do it 10,000 hours worth in order to master it. Whether it's sales, marketing, speaking, it doesn't matter. You have to put your time in. And that's what we have on the show a lot, Martin, is we talk to a lot of esteemed entrepreneurs and business owners who have done very well in their business and in their philanthropy and all these other things. But they always say you got to get really good at mastering something first and then you can go off and possibly do other things or opening up other businesses. Would you agree with that? Of course. I mean, I always like the, uh, the picture, like, uh, take a football player or a soccer player. He trains more than he plays. And he wants to be in the first round already on the field and not uh, the, 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 no, coming later into the game. So he trains and trains and trains. And especially in sales, you talk maybe 40 hours a week of 50 hours to clients and do something so you are playing how much time you take yourself for learning. I mean, today they do it because they listen here to this great show from you. But that that's the point. Good sales reps, that's my believing system, 
they want to come to the next level, the next level, the next level, like by Super Mario, and that's why they train. And we're going to actually ask Martin near the end for the success hack. Martin, I want you to start thinking about some strategies and how to close what things to say during the end of the presentation that will get the prospect to possibly engage more than they are right now with you. But hold on to that for a second. I want to talk to you about your book. The name of the book is No is Short for Next Opportunity. Tell us more about that book. Yeah, see, my first book I wrote was 2002. I don't tell anybody. It was just, you know, because it was really something to practice, right? <laughs> and, 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 then, and then I wrote like 2005, my first best-selling book. It's called The New Heart Selling, Sales Means Sales. And it's, it's more a book with strategies, with methods in there. And, and then publishing companies came and said, hey, Martin, you are so famous, blah, blah, blah. We need a new book. And see, talking is much easier than writing in my case. So I need always four books a whole year. And see, a lot of colleagues, and, and I don't want to blame them for that. It's like your own attitude or your belief systems. I, I only want to write something when I think I have something to say and it's worse to read it, okay? Not to say I write every two years books, for an example, because I have some colleagues here that write every second year a book. So and then I was thinking, you talked about fear. What do we hear in my company? Because the Martin Limbeck Training Group, I have seven trainers in, in a licensee system or a franchise system who are working only with me. And so what we hear in our trainings and speakings, usually we hear, you know, Mr. Limbeck, if I don't reduce the price, if I don't do that, if I don't do that, then I will lose the deal. And so I found out the first time in 2009 and 10 when I start to write that book, uh, okay, what are the two big issues for salesperson? Even if they are very external and go to people and talk to people, making cold calling, but they have not a good self-confidence. That's the first thing. And then I found out there's a difference between self-confidence and self-love. Mm. Self-confidence you need because on that day, where you take the no personally, you will get weak in sales and you will fail. You get always in life, especially in sales, more no's than yes. But every no, no is short for next opportunity, brings you closer to a yes. And and here's a picture for that maybe. Very practical for everybody out there uh, in the uh, uh, success hackers here. And see, I asked usually sales rep in, in my trainings or in, in speeches, so how many cold calls you have to make to get one appointment? Let's, let's do an example. They say 10 for an example. Okay, I said 10. How, ma how many dates you have to do or appointment with, with a client to sell something? Let's say they say again, uh, four. And then I say, what is your average turnover you do with a, with a, with a customer? The first one. Let's do an example. They say, for an example, 100,000 euros, for an example. And then I say, Every call you got to know and not an appointment, you make already 10,000 euros. Mm. Every meeting you are sitting at a customer, he didn't say yes. He said, I have to get more information. I need an offer, whatever. You already make 25,000 euros. See, I give that thing a different picture. Right. And that helps me to stay in a good attitude, in a good mood. Because if you can laugh and smile in sales, you will see more deals. Very easy. In that amazing story from Martin, what he was sharing, just to be clear, is he didn't share in this particular example a strategy per se. It was a mindset and a confidence builder. 
So I've, I've had a lot of sales training prior to owning a coaching company and doing the podcasting and speaking. So I had 18 years of uh, corporate sales. And just to be clear, what Martin is saying is you have to treat sales as it's just, even though you've heard this before, it is just a numbers game. And if you don't take the no's so harshly, if you, that's no's are just part of the recipe on the way to this, to the yes. Yeah. And if you can really get that, even though that's easy lip service, it's easy for us to talk about it, but it's, it's not as easy sometimes when you actually hang up the phone and they, they tell you no. If you can get past that and just say, okay, I'm going to be making, to Martin's point, for every phone calls I make, I know that that's going to result in one client meeting. And then for every client meeting, that's going to result in X amount of client meetings that are going to result in X amount of sales. If you know your metrics then you won't take the no so literally because that no is getting you closer to the sale. Is that what I'm hearing, Martin? Yes. And can I add two things? Please. That's, that, that's in my opinion, and that's why we maybe here a leading company in Germany uh, with my sales trainings because I believe that so many sales trainings in corporates fail because, especially here in Europe, uh, again, you guys in America, a little far there with your attitude is they only train skills and techniques, how to make a cold call and get the customer on the phone. But I said, what helps that if I don't train your mindset and you have not the self-confidence to pick up the phone, your strategy is, I don't know, can be so great, can be such a great sentence, but you need this self-confidence. And, and most sales trainer are only trained skills. And that's our... That's our point why we are more successful than others. We train always your mindset and attitude and then the skills because you you need the guts to try something new. Mm. And for that, you need the self-confidence. And for that, you need to, yeah. And, and, and you have to practice that every day also. That's the second thing what I found out in my life. I was thinking like everybody. I read two books and I'm positive and even, you know, my, my blood is positive. But, <laughs> you know, the, the point is it's a Daily, it's the same thing. It's a daily training your mindset because you are not every day in the same mood. Yeah, and I think that's such a great point to Martin's Martin's uh, point here earlier is you have to get yourself in a good attitude. And you can have all the skills and all the trainings and all the scripts in the world. But if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe in the company, if you don't believe in your products or services, and if you can't get your attitude in what Tony Robbins says in a peak physiological state, then the other person across the line, across the table, however it is that you're communicating, they will sense that. I've noticed in my own business and prior to my current business, it was such a big difference versus if I would get up on the wrong side of the bed, I would have a, a fight with my wife, I go into work, I pick up the phone, and then I don't close any business and I'm wondering why. That's the reason why. That's so true, Scott. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. So I realize nowadays, Martin, that you have to contact a prospect, a minimum of about five times before they actually buy from you. So what's an effective strategy on how someone can stay top of mind of their prospects so that when their prospects are ready to buy, you are the one that they're thinking of? I think the first thing, uh, what is really important, are you authentic? Are you, uh, can, can you, can you, can you sing your story? I call it. Can you sing your story? And is your story so great that I believe that you can solve this advantage I have. Because I don't like the word problem because that's negative and pro is positive and blame is what I call the advantage. 
can you can you really help the, your client to to change his life uh, can you help him to solve his advantages what he has when he has a production construction i don't know, whatever health insurance name it doesn't matter but does he really believe that you can solve it first of all second thing is can he trust you i think that got more important through internet because he Years ago, when we when we visit customers or, or call for customers, doesn't matter which kind of business you had, you brought customer secret because you said maybe yeah we developed a new machine for welding that can weld like blah blah blah. Today, there's something what we call Google, and there is so so such a big transparency for everybody and globalization. See, I was, you know, buying stuff, first of all, maybe only in North America. Now I can look, is it in South America? Is it in Europe? Is it somewhere around the globe? And so that it's different. So you don't bring any secrets anymore. So you have to be more prepared before. For an example, when I have a meeting with Scott and with uh, Bill, for an example, I never saw them before. There's a very easy secret. Go again to Google, give Scott in the machine. Look on images, then you see how he looks. The same thing you do with Bill. You come to the meeting room, usually a secretary brings you there in B2B, or business to business, and they come in and then you see Scott because you saw him already on the internet. You go to him and say, hi, Scott, and you say to the other guy, hi, Bill. What they think in their mind? They say, hi, how can he know that? Hmm. And then they think by themselves, wow, this guy or this lady is great prepared. Doesn't matter what your sales pitch is now, 50% they bought already. Makes that sense? Mm. Yeah, be prepared because you don't have no excuses now with something called Google. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Or what can I find about Scott into the internet? LinkedIn, look at his profile, look his Vita, what are his hobbies? Is he on his internet side? What can I find maybe to add, not at the beginning, but maybe in the negotiation? Or if it's if I'm in a key account management, for an example, I have with Scott now an appointment, then I look in my profile, LinkedIn, who knows Scott too? And maybe Bill, for an example, is one of my clients. I know him pretty good, so I call him and say, hey, Bill, in two weeks I see Scott and I saw you know him too. How good do you know him? He said, yeah, I know him quite well. So if you would stand in my shoes, how would you to prepare to make a presentation by Scott? Is he more a blue guy, you know, when you go over the colors, insights or whatever you used or disk and... He likes numbers and he's, you know, uh, a very theoretical guy. And Or is he like a yellow guy? He loves stories. So you need in your presentation a lot of pictures. Or is he like a red guy? You know, return of investment. He wants, don't talk too long, bring it to the point. Mm. So is he a green guy? Does he need more trust? So I really try today because when we go out and selling trainings because we have a blended learning system, it's, you know, between sometimes 500,000, 750,000 euros, you know, and I have to do my homework. I have to do in front the investigation to see how I can do it differently. Maybe one example out of the practice. I had a, we had a very big contract three years ago by a very big bank in Germany, a Landesbank, we call that. And, um, they asked 10 training companies to pitch and we were the smallest one because we should train 230 people. So we had one night, the appointment with the CEO, with uh, two sales VPs, with somebody from human resources. And so I got a very good, you know, a good feeling and I uh, had a good, um, how you call it, a good uh, line to, to the lady from human resources because she 
she chose us to present too, and she we were a little bit her favorite. I just heard that she didn't say that, but I could hear it a little bit between what they say. That's another important thing. You have to learn to read between the lines what your customers really says. So we came into the room and the beamer was on and she said, all right, could you please put your laptop on the beamer and uh, so you can present your ideas? And I said, what presentation? Everybody had the presentation before. And now we are just here. We are just here to ask questions to see if we fit together by human beings. If not, I cannot do any training for you guys. She looked at me and I could see and the others are just coming and she was a little bit afraid how the CEO would like that. And, but I could see one, one eye was like a little bit crying. The other one was laughing. She, she wasn't really sure is that now bad or good. It was the best thing we could do. Yeah. So we were different and, and we're authentic because I had no presentation because, you know, I just know 230 people. I, I know a little bit about the adventures. But I didn't have the solution in my pocket because I had to work with them to create the solution. Yeah, you wanted to stand apart so you didn't have the presentation like everybody else did. You wanted to stand out. You just wanted to get there and feel them out and ask the right questions to see if there was an overall fit. And I'm sure that came across as very authentic and genuine. Yeah. yeah. And the best thing was, like always, everybody from you guys out there knows that who are more than one day in selling. Usually your customer says, once... In every, in every meeting, why we should buy from you, right? The question is around the world, the same question. Why we should use you? Why we should buy from you? That was like after an hour, the CEO asked me that. I looked at him. I smiled and said, see, there's for you guys a very easy measure. Go back with the other meetings, how much you laugh with the other training companies and how much fun we had until now in this meeting. And if you want that your salespeople sell more, I would know which training company I would choose because they only have to have fun with their customers out there, even as a bank. As you know, our Hacker Nation, Martin, community listens to the show for actual success hacks and strategies to help grow themselves and their business. What's two success hacks or strategies our listeners can take right now to start closing more business? Tell them right away when you come to the desk. I know that for Americans are a little bit different, but when I meet Scott and he says, take a seat, I take the seat, or have a coffee, I take the coffee. And the first thing what I say, hey, Scott, my aim for today or my target for today is I want to find out if you can use my products and you can see my service. And if I found that out and you find that out by yourself, then it's my, my thing I want to win you as a new customer. Is that fair? Tell him what you want right hmm. away. Because I'm not coming to drinking your coffee. I'm not coming to, to eating your cake. Right. I come to make business. See more deals. And the client know that already when you come through the door. He knows it already when you call him. So tell him that. See, that's, that's a really great thing. You know, hmm. don't tell anybody. All right. It's just a secret between you and me, Scott. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so when I call, when I make call calling in Germany, we still do that here because I don't believe that social media is the new cold calling and B2B, you still, one of your best friends is the phone. And then you call a customer like Scott and say, hi, Scott, that Martin from Pfefferminz. Yeah, I want to sell you an insurance. And, 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 you know, you just, just your name. Hi, Scott, that's Martin from da-da-da. Usually you say, hi, Martin. I say, hey, Scott, this is an acquisition call. Tell him right away in your first time, this is an acquisition call. He will laugh. He never heard that before. Usually people say, hey, Scott, that's Martin. We are specialists from da-da-da. We would like to find out if you maybe could use something around blah, blah, blah. Or I have a funny one, too. I say, hey, Scott, that's Martin. 
hey, we found out in our database about your address, there's something missing in our database. Usually people say, what? What is missing? Yeah, that you are, that you are still not a client. And I want to change that today. <laughs> so bring people to laugh. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's such a great success hack because, again, as you guys can hear, um, Martin has a lot of fun. He's good at what he does, but it's not cheesy. It's not kitschy. It's just it, it's all of these things that he's sharing are little tweaks. Rather than thinking about sales as this, I have to squeeze someone into something to get them to beg and plead and kick and scream into over here, it's really not that at all. I mean, if you think about it in the bigger scheme, if you don't sell, you don't have a business. If you don't put revenue on the t in, in the company, you don't have a business. And one of the greatest ways to do that, if not one of the greatest ways or the only way, is to sell. So rather than thinking of selling as this really difficult thing, just be fun about it. Have some some laughs and see certain things and test them out. And some, you know, that one strategy when when Martin said, you know. Um, I don't see you in our database. We're, we're going to try to change that today. Well, maybe that will work for you. Maybe that won't. But you don't know if you don't try it. And that's why Martin said a few times, it's all about having fun. Would you agree? Yeah. And the point <clears throat> is, see, we, we are getting trained in school, in, in companies uh, around the world. Yeah, Provide failures. I tell you what, failures are the best teachers. You can hear that I have an accent. You can hear that my English is not perfect, but I don't care. You ask me for an interview, I do my very best. See, what I give you right now at that moment in this interview is the best I can give at that moment. So I give my best. You like it or you don't. That's your decision. But some maybe listen to you and say, wow, he could improve his English. Yes, that's why I'm doing interviews like that because anytime <laughs> I do it, I'm getting better. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's my point. But I got what we call, we, we call it in Germany, I, 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 we created a different word for it. To be political correct, especially when I talk to Americans, you need cojones. Yeah, we know what cojones is. <laughs> <laughs> that's the joke, man. <laughs> so you know that's that's my point. So so the failures are the best teachers. So so be happy when you make failures. Martin, we are now going to enter the randomness round. But before we do, I want to remind everybody that's listening to stay till the very end because I have something that I want to bring to your attention. All right, Martin. We are now entering the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the success hackers version of the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, Martin Limbach, are you ready for the randomness round? Yes, sir. Best advice you've ever received? Be more patient. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? I call every day for new prospects. Every day, every day, every day. You now own a time machine, Martin. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 25-year-old self? I would start again when I was 25. I would look for something, maybe what you what you use daily, for an example, uh, something to eat, uh, supplements, whatever, and sell things like that. So, uh, and I would, I would start again as an entrepreneur because uh, there's only one life. It's called entrepreneur life. What's the one thing that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? Um, that's a very good question. See, uh, 
to to be free to say to a customer if I can see uh, because I already made enough money and that be, uh, should be not sound arrogant, but, but I can say no because I can feel the vibration between us won't work when I will work for them either. So I can say, you know what? I think you should look for other trainer because I think our, our vibration are not the best. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know that you have? My greatest weakness when I start uh, as a salesperson, as a sales rep selling copy machines, I was so, so, so afraid, so afraid of cold calling. So I just did it by door to door cold calling, right? And then I said, if I really want to be successful, I got to learn to work with the phone too. And there are people out there here in Europe, they believe that I'm, I'm a weapon on phone. Give me a number. That's all I need. And I get you any CEO in this world on the phone. Out of 10, I get seven on the phone. Three, I fail because he has a very good secretary, but seven out of 10, I get on the phone. What's one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business? Napoleon Hill, Think and Go Rich. If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service to our Hacker Nation community, what would that be? Facebook is the best social media tool I use for marketing. Martin, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. This has been absolutely incredible. Thank you for calling in all the way from Italy and uh, sharing some success hacks strategies with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business, Martin? It's called just uh, martinlimbeck.de uh, or .com, both work. So there you can find a little bit more about my work. And um, I'm very honored and thank you very much for having me here. I love America. I was as a yeah, 16 years old guy in Roselle, New Jersey for one year, senior class, Abraham Clark High School. Since then, I knew America was my foundation to be in this day so successful because you gave me the right attitude in America. And that's why I love you guys for Hacker Nation. Make sure to head over to successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Martin, along with some other really cool new resources we have on the site. Oh, when you're on the site, don't forget to subscribe to the show so that you don't miss any new episodes. Before we end the show today, I wanted to make you aware of something. Besides the creator and host right here on Success Hackers, I'm also a business strategist. After years of working with small business owners, I've learned that there are five areas in every business where there is a treasure trove of untapped revenue and profits. But here's the problem. 99% of all business owners know nothing about them, and they're missing a huge gold mine in their business because of it. Well, after I discovered how bad this is, I now perform 40-minute business makeovers where I can guarantee to find any small business owner at least $10,000 in their business in less than 40 minutes without them spending one cent on advertising and marketing. Now I want to make this available to you, my loyal Hacker Nation listeners. So... If you want to grab one of these free complimentary 40-minute business makeover sessions with me where I can help you find at least 10 grand in your business without you spending $1, go to this website, 40minutemakeover.com. That's 40minutemakeover.com. Then you and I will get together over Skype and I will help you in your business find that $10,000 minimum. And sometimes I actually find a lot more than 10 grand. So if you want one of those spots, go to 40minutemakeover.com. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.